I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Ananzaki Tenakwe Anan. Bad debt management is taking a toll, huh? Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, a debt management firm sees an ongoing failure to deal with bad debt is costing the economy more than $2 billion a year. Debt managers buys non-performing debts from businesses and works directly with debtors to recover the debt by stopping fees and freezing interest rates and a repayment plan tailored to each customer. Debt Manager's Chief Executive Charles Whiting says industry standards need to improve urgently because there's no regulation on debt collection, no licensing system for debt collectors and no legislated minimum standards of conduct. The big difference between the private sector and the government, particularly after the adoption of the um, triple CFA, you know, and that with that comes a whole lot of testing and you know and, and, and sort of controls that sort of come over the top of collections. Whereas in government, you know, often you know the government can use its statutory powers to garnish wages. So, for example, the IRD, the MOJ, and the MSD can actually take money off people without conducting comparable affordability assessments. And we've seen real-world examples of that. And all we're saying is if there was a a consistent framework for collections across the whole spectrum, we believe that's going to lead to better behaviours, firstly, Um, more consistency for for customers and people who are, you know, the the subject of these debts. And ultimately, we believe this social benefit um, if we all, you know, we, we all take a consistent approach. Charles Whiting says debt managers' approach to debt management delivers a social return on investment of $7.30 for every dollar it invests. It annually writes off about 5% of the debt it buys. Improving access to home loans is high on the agenda as financial advisers look forward to any future review of strict lending laws. The industry group Financial Advice NZ says improving the controversial changes to the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, or Triple CFA for short, will be key for a new coalition government. But at the same time, it's glad the government is not rushing in the changes. Changes to Triple CFA brought in under the previous Labor government in late 2021 was aimed at clamping down on predatory lending. However, it led to complaints that the rules were too restrictive, leading to some amendments. Financial Advice NZ Interim Chief Executive Tony Dench says the laws made home ownership harder and that needs to change. Home ownership is, uh, is part of a New Zealand dream um, and incredibly important, particularly for first-time home buyers. Uh, and I think there is, there is evidence that first-time home buyers were struggling to meet the criteria um, under the changes to the triple CFA. Um, uh, and yet are, are desperately keen to, to get on the housing ladder um, at the same time in a way that protects them um, from uh, perhaps borrowing that isn't suitable. Tony Dench says he wants the government to take a considered and deliberate approach when reviewing Triple CFA and hopes to see plans next year. The number of new vehicles registered jumped last month as car rental firms upgraded their fleets. The Motor Industry Association says just under 11,500 passenger vehicles were registered, of which nearly a third were rentals. Even so, November's new registrations were down 7% on a year ago and 11% lower than 2021. The association suggests part of the reason is that would-be buyers of light commercial vehicles are waiting for the clean car rebate to be scrapped at the end of the year, which will see lower prices for some makes. 
Electric and hybrid cars made up about a third of the month's sales and roughly a quarter of sales so far this year. Auckland-based travel and tourism operator Entrada has become the biggest long-distance bus operator on both sides of the Tasman and sees the rebound in travel and the return of backpackers offers future growth. The company owns New Zealand's biggest long-distance operator, Intercity, and has just taken over one of Australia's biggest tourist bus bus operators, Greyhound. Chief Executive John Thorburn says business has bounced back from pandemic lockdowns and disruptions. There's been a transition that has occurred over the last two or three years, obviously with a shift to more domestic uh, uptake of tourism experiences and of travel. Uh, That is now shifting as people uh, have the opportunity to travel outbound. Uh, But at the same time, we're starting to see the re-emergence of some of those key markets internationally. They're not at at 100% of pre-COVID levels in all cases, but they are definitely improving. So that's where we will see that future growth. Trada has a breadth of activities and products now, which also provides some diversity and in some ways equal exposure to both the international markets and the domestic markets. So enabling us to, you know, to support both sectors at the same time. John Thorburn says they'll be investing in Greyhound in a fleet upgrade and there's opportunity for each operation to feed passengers to the other. Well, let's check in on the financial markets now and we're joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Harry. Uh, How are we looking today? I see it was a bit of a softer start to proceedings locally. Yeah, good afternoon, Anand. So, it, the market, or the New Zealand market, has rallied back a bit to only be down 17 points now at 11,351. Uh, EBOS is down 1.6% to 36.72. Ryman is down 1.1% to $5.35. Fletcher Building, uh, one of the few flat on the day at $4.69. And Tower, then one of the few that's actually up. So that's up 1 cent to 59 cents. Okay, how are we looking over in Australia and uh, what's a big day over there? Yeah, so the Aussie's down uh, three quarters of a percent to last of 7,070. So that's down ahead of the rate, uh, RPA decision this afternoon, which is sort of widely expected to be held at 4.35. Some of the bigger names there, ANZ Bank, uh, last trade 24.42, so that's down uh, three cents. BHP down 80 cents to 46.35 and zero is down $2.47 to 133 cents. Okay, can we just have the currency and also interest rates, oil and gold? So against the US, the the Kiwi is down on yesterday's highs, so it's at 61.65. Against the Aussie, 93.13. Uh, against the pound, 48.80. Against the euro, 56.88. Uh, and then looking at interest rates, three-month bank bill is 5.66. Ten-year New Zealand government bond is 5. Uh, Brent crude oil at 78.20. And gold, again, down from its highs uh, yesterday where it cracked uh, 2,100. So it's now 2,029.88. Thank you, Harry. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth with our market update. For now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia ora. Ah, mihi anan. Thank you very much.